Snoop Dogg and D.I. Hey guys, uh, welcome to another Team Impact podcast. We had fun last time. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, um, it is the one titled Goal Setting. So make sure you, you listen to that. I think it's a great time of the year to think about that. Um, but we're looking forward to today's topic is mental toughness. And I'm joined by uh, four others today. We've got Zach, which I call him like the godfather of podcast. I do what I can. I do it for the people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we have Alex, which uh, he is uh, just a relentless at self-improvement. How many books are you going to read this, this year, dude? Uh, i do 52 again. did 52 uh 2017, so I'll probably stick with that. So self-improvement junkie and ask great questions. And then we're also privileged to have uh, Chris and Eric Albright. So those of you that don't know, um, they've been a part of our team. I believe, Chris, you started in September? Yep. September. And uh, him and his wife, Casey, got to really division leader in 30 days, got to regional leader their second month. Uh, Just phenomenal start. Uh, Eric Albright, his brother's here, and and he also got to a great start. And I think Chris got a little bit spoiled because he felt like, well, everyone's going to be Eric. And that's not the way it works uh, all the time. But uh, Eric had an interesting story as well. He was actually searching for another career and opportunity through Primerica. But one of the reasons that they're here, guys, is mental toughness um, is such an important uh, topic. I, I believe that how you think is going to lead to how you feel and how you feel is going to lead to how you act. And when I think about them wrestling, uh, you know, D1 um, and and competing at a really high level, I think all of that relates in, in sports. It relates very well uh, to the mental toughness uh, needed in, in Primerica and really in business in general. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure, Chris, if you could talk about um, kind of uh, your background and, and wrestling and maybe how that relates to, to Primerica. Yeah, so um, I started wrestling, obviously, right away. I got kind of tossed into it because of my older brother here sitting beside me. Um, I think I think it kind of, it's it's crazy because the two have a lot of correlation between each other. Um, I was a, I kind of became a goal-setting junkie around my junior year of high school, or actually my sophomore year of high school, uh, my freshman year, I went about 25 and 15 in high school. Not too good. Um, there was matches I would lose completely. I'd be the only person that lost on the team. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, I went and I saw my older brother win dish, a district title that year. And I remember telling everybody, like, I'm going to win. I'm not losing another one of these the next three years. Now, I didn't even place that year. So it was kind of crazy to think about it because I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm, I'm going after this. And then from that point forward, it was just like complete goals and eye on the prize. Yeah. Became a, a three time district champion, um, placed at states twice. Um, so and then I ended up going getting a, a full ride to University of Pittsburgh, um, got injured, came back, went to York College and All-American my two years at York College. So I think a lot of the mental toughness and the goal setting mindset and just keeping my eyes on my goals translated a lot into business and kind of um, led me to kind of get off to that fast start in Primerica because it was just really that's kind of what I kept kept my eye on. So, real Absolutely. quick, before we let Eric tell his portion of the story, I guess my question is because as many people on this podcast might be 
hey, they, they, they're not where they want to be in business or Primerica. So what switch? So it sounded like you're kind of a mediocre wrestler, you know, freshman, sophomore. So was it maybe we, we talk about it all the time who you hang out with? Was it just being around your brother that was competing at a higher level and saying it's not okay? I mean, what, what was the switch? Yeah, so I think it was a little bit of that. I mean, I saw I saw all these guys competing, and I saw kind of where I was at, and it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't. It was kind of a, a, a flip that or a switch that flipped. That was kind of like, hey, I need to I need to be there. This is what I want to do. I'm gonna yeah. I'm I'm going after this. And and I think being around him, um, and then just kind of um, looking at it and saying like, I'm gonna be the best, and there's no way that anyone's gonna stop me from being the best, no matter what. So I think that I think that flip that flipped it right there. And then it was just a matter of, I wrote my goals down. I would, I would print them out on a piece of paper right. and I, I'd, I'd carry them to every tournament, every match with me. Yeah. And I'd look at them It whatever it takes 25 and 15, just my, yeah. my record for my freshman year, just things that I knew I didn't want to be again. And <clears throat> I think that just kind of drove me. So, which is kind of cool. So one quick question before moving on to, so obviously not you know everybody wrestles and what we really want to do is boil it down to like the basic principles that can apply to anything like business sports all that kind of stuff so how do you just maybe quickly how do you relate that or what do you say to somebody who has never had that you know sports experience but needs that experience of flicking that switch to be able to go from you know maybe mediocre to winning all the time yeah yeah and i think i think it starts with just, uh, I mean, dreaming big and writing your goals down. I think if you write your goals down and you're staring at them, and I think that's something that people do, like they have goals, yeah. you don't write them down and you don't look them every day. But if you look at them every single day, you, there's no way you can miss them because you, like it just will make you angry that you're going to miss your goal right. when you when it comes due. So I think that I think that's a, a, a start. And then I think just kind of building and improving yourself, whether it's reading or plugging into the right people. So right. I think that's that's huge. I think that's that's a really interesting that you brought that up because I feel like sometimes when people like when Ben or or other people say write down your goals, look at them every day and stuff like at trainings and things like that, the people don't take it seriously that you should do that. And the fact that you said even before ever Primerica was even a glimmer to you, you were already doing that and it did work. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I just want to <clears throat> jump in real quick. Yeah. Um, something with the goal setting there, so. One of the it was, it's it's sort of a I guess a little failure and something that a lot of people are probably something that they can learn from um, and ex, just an experience that I had so um, like we like we were talking about like I wrestled my whole life I wrestled since age five um, it was always just a passion to compete I always wanted to win no matter what I was doing um, after college wrestling was over I did not reach my goals my goals were really high I wanted to be a national champion I was not. Um, and I, the fire was still there. It was still burning, which I think directly relates to this, this, to Primerica. Um, you can always improve. Um, I know Ben's looking to grow. Every single person in the company, there, there's room for improvement. Everybody has their weaknesses. But getting back to the, the goal setting, um, I think when I got out of school, I, I kind of just fell into a rut in a sense where um, everyday life kind of gets you. Um, it kind of it can kind of overwhelm you in a sense where yeah. a lot of people just don't know what they want to do for the rest of their life. And when you look at the big picture of, man, I, I don't know what I want to do until I'm 65. Cause that's a, that's big and scary. Um, yeah, and a absolutely. lot of people don't really know how to go about like, uh, 
they don't really know how to go about maybe it's a career change or even just right. the first career. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was out of college. And I kind of, I, I got away from that and I took a job that was comfortable financially, but it wasn't right. something I wanted to do forever. Right. Well, I, I needed to, I was, I was, I kept telling myself I need to make a career change, but years go by and I was still in the same career. So right. I really had to look at what were, what was I doing wrong? So I went back to my athletic background. What did I do when I needed to make a difference? What did I when I was in a slump in a wrestling season? Right. What did I do need to do to get out of that and kind of get kind of out of the the funk and get back on the yes. winning path? And in order to do that, what I, I reached out to a mentor of mine, Jim Harshaw. He he was a coach of mine at Virginia, and he uh, a quote that I have from him: "We all need an unreasonable person in our lives who holds us to a higher standard than we believe we can attain." And it just goes back to surrounding yourself with good people, people who are like-minded and going in the same direction as you, yes. and really breaking your goals down. Instead of saying, oh, I want a career change or I need something, and you're looking way down the road, break it down to the daily goals. So you're, you're getting daily wins. You're winning a lot. Right. You're not overwhelming yourself and scaring yourself with something so big that it's almost unimaginable. So you're really, it could just be as simple as drinking a gallon of water a day or like Alex's goal, reading a book, like 52 books a it's 52 books starts with one book. So, Yeah, I think one of the things I heard in listening to Chris there that I think is so huge, I, th- I feel people need to get this, is you were actually moving away from pain. Yeah. And, and your pain was you didn't want to have another mediocre year. Right. So when I think of growth, and I can look back at my 14 years in Primerica, each time I had a really good growth phase, it was because I hated where I was at, right? So it might dr- drive my wife crazy when she thinks I'm never satisfied. It's not that. I'm thankful, but I feel like you can be hungry at the same time. So you've got to hate where you are, in my opinion, to really want to make changes. So I, I, I've always felt like people will move away from pain quicker than they move towards pleasure. So in Eric's case, at your job, you were... You know, maybe comfortable, but but comfortable can be the enemy of good. And I think good can be the enemy of great. So I think in order to take a step of growth and and, and really be more mentally tough, I think you you've got to want something more. And and where you are has to bother you. And it sounded like it really really bothered you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I noticed in watching you guys get off to a, a, a fast start is, I feel like there's a lot of um, power and really having a breakthrough month and and really what i've experienced in my career is is oftentimes my best month the previous year became like my average month the next year so maybe when i first started it seemed unattainable it didn't seem like something that i that i could do once i hit it i mentally felt like you know what that wasn't that bad i could probably do that every month right I didn't start out in Primerica thinking, oh, I'm going to make 50 grand this month. I, I just really wanted to replace my income at my other job. And you start to make these different goals. So talk about when you guys started in Primerica, you know, this idea of challenging yourself to really um, go, go to the months over um, and have a big goal, go for it, hit it, and then talk about, you know what, I, c- I can do that again or I can maybe take it to the next level because you guys have done a good job with growth being being so new. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it, I think it kind of goes back to, to always knowing your reason why you're doing it. 
Um, I mean, for me, I'm in, I'm in the, uh, understanding that every single person that is on the planet needs to see what we do. I think every single person needs to at least attempt to, to try to get out of their job that they aren't, that they're comfortable in because this is the best opportunity on earth. I think it, I think literally you are handed a winning lottery ticket. It's just a matter of if you cash it in. So I think that's just, for me, it's just been when I'm, when I'm moving and keep going, it's, it's not about like, even if I hit, like when we were at three by three, it wasn't like, okay, so what's next? It was, it was, no, we're going to get to division by the end of the month, even though we already right. got to district. So it was just a matter of keeping your eye on the goal and just being hungry to, to just keep going at it. So, and, and knowing your reason why is, is, is definitely huge. So, so just a little bit of, um, kind of background of how long you guys have been with the company. What it was September for both of you guys, just about three months. Yep. Is that right? And just to check, how many recruits do like both guys have up to this point? Probably like in the 30s somewhere or something like that. So yeah, the team is about 34 yeah. right now. So and uh, how about you? What do I uh, how about it's Eric? Like 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like 17. Right, right. And um, so what? Regional leader. Yep. Regional leader or division? Nope, still district. Divi- district. On. Okay, okay. Yeah. So just the license is, but uh, I mean that's powerful. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people who come in and get that quick of a start. But um, let's look at bounce back. Like so. And kind of compare this to, you know, experience that you've, that you guys have gone through in the past that maybe you didn't hit your goals, which we talked about in the beginning. How do you bounce back from that? How do you, you Yeah, know? so, so important in, in Primerica, you're going to deal with reschedules, you're going to deal with cancellations, you're going to, you're going to deal with yeah. your family and friends being critical, you're going to deal with somebody saying no, you're going to go out on an appointment and everything makes so so much logical rational <laughs> right, sense yeah. like no nobody in their right mind would say no to what i'm suggesting them to do and they say no because it's just that client right yeah. that's right. just not going to say no no matter what so what i find is most people the re- one of the reasons they don't win in terms of mental toughness is their bounce back factor is terrible right so for me when when as an example, when my sports teams lose, uh, I will think about it for weeks and months. And actually, <laughs> I'll probably uh, think about it for an entire year until we play them again and beat them. So it doesn't I, help it, everybody calls you. My, calls you yeah, my, exactly. It's just like people know it gets or under my Detroit skin. Fan. Yeah, or, or, yeah or, or, or watching the Lions go 0-16 and watching every single game. <laughs> But my bounce back factor with my sports team sucks, but my bounce back factor in Primerica, if you ask my wife, is I literally maybe think about something for seconds and I'm on to my next appointment. Like, it's over, okay? Because I can't waste time thinking about things that I can't control. So, so, cause, cause it, so that's so key. So some people like they have one bad appointment and they don't see them anymore. Or I don't see them for a month or it takes them weeks to bounce back. So talk a little bit about, so you guys have been here long enough to realize that you, you sometimes deal with, yep. for lack of a better term, dumb people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and the sure. world's full of them. Yeah. But talk a little bit about how you guys have learned to kind of bounce back after the nose that you've gotten. Yeah, so I mean, I think um, it's all, it, again, it goes back to a mindset um, about kind of bringing your mental toughness back into the picture. I think if you look at it, it's failure is an opportunity. It's not. It's not the end. It's not final. It's an opportunity. So when we would have a reschedule, I'd be like, "Awesome! I'm going to try to schedule five more." 
and I'm going to, and I'm going to. So, and then when that other person reschedules or we, we have time, that's just an extra appointment I get. So that's kind of where, where my mindset was, 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 Hey, look, this is not, this isn't failure. They're not telling me no, they're just, okay, maybe later, like we'll do it later. So that's where you have to wrap your mind around not taking it personally. And I think if you can kind of separate yourself from sure. taking the, the stuff right. personally. Yep. So, you, know, your emotions. Yeah. You, so yeah. you were, you, you were adding to your pipeline yeah. and, and you were feeling, uh, filling other people in because you yep. were talking to enough people. Yep. So Eric, when you, uh, I know you guys didn't lose much because you were good, but when you when you, when you lost a wrestling match, um, you know, talk about bouncing back with with certain setbacks and and sports and 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 then how how is that related to Primerica? Well, I was actually just sitting here thinking about it. One of my one of the greatest examples of a bounce back when it's necessary is um, in in wrestling when you're. Uh, when you get beat in the winner's bracket, as, as any sport, but wrestling has a, has a loser's bracket. It's a consolation bracket. And um, a lot of times, I the, guy, the goal was never third, but that's the best you can get in the consolation bracket after right. you're defeated. Um, at States my senior year, I was ranked number one in the, in the state. Um, the guy at that point, um, the, the only goal, the only thing was to be a state champion. I lost in the quarterfinals. Um, I was back in a locker room. Um, never got dressed, was just hanging my head. Um, the ultimate goal, what wasn't going to happen. Um, I fell into the consolation bracket against the guy that was number two in the state. He also had got upset. So it was so crucial for a bounce back. If I kept hanging my head, um, I was not, I was going to be, my season was going to be over and there was going to be no medal um, rather than, I mean, it would have been ex- an extremely bad day. So the bounce back theory, I mean, the yeah, theory, the bounce back, I mean, you got to bounce back in, in this business. It's very similar. Um, you're going to come across, I, I've come across it a lot. And in the beginning, my goal was so, I just wanted to stay on Chris's heels. Like I, I wanted to be a regional leader with him. Um, right. That's something that it, it can, I mean, Obviously, that didn't happen to this point, but it's not to say it can't here in the next two months. Um, but bouncing back from all the no's is just uh, it's a game changer because you're going to get them. You're going to have really bad months, really bad weeks, and it's just all about what are you going to do next. Right. And when when you're when you're facing down adversity, what is like, how do you how do you meet it? Like sure. Ben, how, like when when you're dealing with adversity, like on the job or in anything. Sure. What's the best? Way I, to I think that? the challenge in Primerica is people think when they go through stuff, it's just them, right? Like right. nobody else is going through this. It just yeah. happened to me. I'm just unlucky. But the truth is, everybody deals with crap, you know, in their personal life and 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 every aspect of their life. But it's 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 how you deal with it. Right. Um, you know, you're, you're not alone. You're not u- unique. It's, it's just, it's going to be how you respond to it. And it gets back to what we were talking about before is, you know, are you spending time worrying about things that you can't control? Or are you just realizing that I'm going to focus on things that I can control? And as Eric said, sometimes you got to run through failure to get to a success. And, and how are you going to respond? So you're going to deal with adversity. And I often find that, um, Oftentimes, before somebody has a big breakthrough or they make a decision to go win, uh, I feel like a lot of times right before that moment, a lot of negative stuff happens. Right. Right. 
Whether it be uh, people, right? So, you so, credit. so I want to promote ten RVPs this year, and we want to get to SNSD by the end of the year, and and we're making a decision to work harder, and then before you know it, every appointment you have lined up that week reschedules, mm. right? It's almost like it, it, it's it's inevitable that that when you make a decision to go win, I feel like a lot of negative stuff could happen. But when you fight through that, you bust through that, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to win anyway and and make a decision to just go, uh, I, I feel like the outcome is always good. But unfortunately, that stops a lot of people. And that's that's the sad thing. Uh, and unfortunately, Primerica, the history of Primerica, and we, you know, I just came from the senior leadership meeting. We've got 500 people that make over 250 grand a year. Uh, Primerica is close to 800 million to the sales force in 2017. Uh, the company is going to shortly go over uh, basically a billion a year in comp. We're almost at 130,000 licensed reps. So the company is growing. The company is exploding. But in, unfortunately, there's too many people that, that don't win. And a lot of it is the space between their ears. And, th- and that's what we're talking about today. Are you going to be mentally tough that when negative stuff happens that you realize, you know what, it's a numbers game. I'm not going to treat people like a number, but I've got to fight through this anyway. And, and people deal with different things. And, and I always look at it and say, there's probably always somebody else that has it worse off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. People make their their problem or their thing bigger than what it really, really needs to be. So, um, guys, as we wrap this up today and, and think about mental toughness, just to kind of review uh, how you think is, is so important. Uh, next point that we kind of hit on is w- when does your belief stop? You know, uh, if you have a goal, uh, if you have a bad week or a bad couple of weeks, do you keep working towards your, your goal? Um, regardless of how you start, because it's always about how you finish. We talked about having a breakthrough month. We're talking about having a quick bounce back factor, fighting through adversity. And then the last thing that I'll hit on real quick is who do you hang out with, right? So so Chris was hanging out with Eric. Uh, obviously, they're in the same house, but he saw an example of success. You know, Alex is talking about reading 52 books in a year. And, and really, that's part of the podcast is what are you listening to? What are you listening to to get better? Um, because what your environment and, and who do you surround yourself with and what you listen to and what you read will absolutely affect how you think. And how you think is really going to affect every area of your life in Primerica or outside Primerica. So we hope this helps.